Hi everyone, I'm Debbie Roberts, owner and financial advisor at Property Apprentice. Join us today for the Week in Review, where I talk about current events for the everyday investor and home buyer. Our topics for this week, first up from good returns on the 31st of July, interest rate rises and tailwind. Second topic from RNZ on the 1st of August, property listings up overall, despite low number of new listings in July report. Third topic from RNZ on the 1st of August, house prices begin to rise in key markets, CoreLogic report. And fourth topic from One Roof on the 2nd of August, is a 30% price discount worth it? The risks of buying an unconsented home. Fifth topic from One Roof on the 2nd of August, Tony Alexander, where buyers are in a panic about house prices. So first up this week from Good Returns on the 31st of July, interest rate rises and tailwind. ANZ Bank has reported that the tailwind for the housing market in New Zealand from dropping fixed interest mortgage rates faded last month. Between May and June, the average standard one-year mortgage rate increased by 17 basis points. The two-year rate increased by five basis points. The three-year rate increased by five basis points and the four-year rate increased by one basis point. The five-year rate remained stable at 6.78%. The main driver of the higher mortgage rates has been the gradual rise in wholesale interest rates from May to June. ANZ's latest property focus revealed that last month's data confirmed a turn in the house price cycle with stronger figures than the bank's expectations. Factors contributing to the upturn in the housing market included easing loan-to-value ratios, or LBR restrictions, which took effect on the 1st of June, and recent tweaks to the Credit Contracts and Consumer Finance Act, triple CFA. These changes resulted in slightly looser financial conditions, leading to increased demand for mortgage borrowing. Despite the recent upswing in the housing market, ANZ believes that significant housing headwinds remain. Housing is still unaffordable relative to history, the unemployment rate is expected to rise, and there is renewed upward pressure on mortgage rates, while the recent mix of mortgage rate changes is uncertain in terms of being a tailwind, headwind or neutral, most mortgage rates have shifted higher in the past month or so. ANZ's forecast for about 3% growth in house prices over the second half of this year may be too conservative as recent auction clearance rates suggest stronger momentum. However, buyers and sellers should be mindful of the broader economic backdrop, as the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, or the RBNZ, aims to increase unemployment to tame CPI inflation. If the Reserve Bank of New Zealand doesn't achieve this with the current OCR rate of 5.5%, it may need to hike rates further later in the year, leading to upward pressure on mortgage rates and potential housing headwinds in 2024. So just to add my two cents worth on some of these comments, with the ANZ Bank saying that housing is still unaffordable relative to history, affordability with the property market is a combination of house prices as well as interest rates. So the unaffordability at the moment is mostly due to the high interest rates because house prices have dropped considerably. So that is something that um, you need to take into account when you're looking at purchasing a property is that we are at or at least near the peak of the interest rate cycle. So if you can get lending now, then it's only going to get easier because obviously you can fix your interest rates to give you some protection about interest rates increasing a little bit further from here. 
So yeah, that's my first bit of thoughts. The next thing is that it's unlikely, in my opinion, that the Reserve Bank is going to increase the OCR prior to November. If we do get another increase, which isn't expected at the moment, but if we do, it's not likely to be before November this year. And my personal opinion is that the Reserve Bank's already done enough with regards to curbing inflation because we do still have about half of the mortgages coming off fixed rates this year uh, within the next six to 12 months at least. So, you know, that's a good chunk of the population who haven't yet felt that pain of coming off a two or two and a half percent interest rate and having to refix at much higher interest rates. So the Reserve Bank, in my opinion, has done its job. Uh, I think now we'll just enter into a period of waiting and seeing and fingers crossed that inflation continues to track downwards so that the Reserve Bank doesn't need to increase the OCR any further than it already has. Second topic for this week in review from RNZ on the 1st of August, property listings up overall despite low number of new listings in July report. Despite the low number of newly listed houses in July, the total housing stock in New Zealand increased by 2.8% year-on-year, reaching levels not seen in July since 2015. Realestate.co.nz reported an all-time low of 6,156 new listings last month, approximately half the number recorded in 2007. Vanessa Williams, a spokesperson for realestate.co.nz, expressed surprise at the increase in housing stock, considering the stable house prices since the beginning of the year, hovering at around 870000 which is a decline of over $100,000 from the peak in January 2022. She suggested that stabilising prices may have led to increased buyer interest, but this interest hasn't yet translated into more sales. So in other words, listings are staying on the market for longer and we're not having a significant number of new listings to add to that. So good list of choices available in the property market at the moment for those of you that are in the market to purchase at the moment. The Central Otago or Lakes District was an exception to the trend, which witnessed an all-time high in average asking prices, exceeding $1.5 million. Unlike the rest of the country, the region experienced a continuous upward trend in average asking prices since the start of 2022. Williams noted that high demand in this area, particularly from overseas buyers, seemed to be less impacted by rising interest rates and household inflation. While the OCR, the official cash rate, remained unchanged last month for the first time since August 2021, providing some comfort to Kiwis, Retail lending rates have since increased around 7%, as mentioned in the previous article. If you'd like to learn more about investing in property and hear more of my thoughts on what's going on in the property market at the moment, join me at one of our free events called How to Succeed with Property Investing in 2023. I'll discuss strategies for successful investing from my perspective as a financial advisor, and these events are available live, online, or in person. Check out propertyapprentice.co.nz for upcoming dates and register today. We don't sell property, so it's all about increasing your knowledge to reduce your risk. And if you've already been to one of our free events and would like to find out more about how we can help you to reach your financial goals, you can also book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband, Paul Roberts, via the website. If you're already a client of ours at Property Apprentice, thank you. 
And we'll look forward to doing a market update for all of our clients where we do a deep dive in our next network meeting uh, in a month or so. Third topic for this week in review from RNZ in, on the 1st of August, house prices begin to rise in key markets according to a CoreLogic report. According to a recent property report by CoreLogic, the New Zealand property market downturn seems to be nearing its end, with prices showing signs of stabilising or even increasing in key regions like Wellington and Auckland. In July, the house price index dropped by 0.4%, which is the smallest decline since January, and a significant deceleration from the previous month's 1.2% decrease. Calvin Davidson, Chief Property Economist at CoreLogic, highlighted several factors indicating the the approaching trough for house prices. These factors include a peak in mortgage rates, the easing of credit contracts and Consumer Finance Act or Triple CFA, and loan-to-value or LVR rules, strong employment and solid net migration flows. The easing of LVR policy has allowed more low-deposit investors to enter the market which has resulted in increasing sales volume and declining stock on the market. This has led to the re-emergence of competitive price pressures. Davidson believes that the trough for New Zealand's house prices has been reached. While existing property owners may welcome this development, aspiring buyers would prefer further price declines. However, Davidson also notes that the next phase of the property market cycle may not result in sudden and widespread strong gains in house prices. Affordability remains a concern, mortgage rates are not expected to decrease significantly, and the prospect of caps on debt-to-income ratios for mortgages in early 2024 may moderate price growth. So my thoughts on this are that there is no evidence that the Reserve Bank is planning on introducing debt-to-income ratios. I think I've mentioned this in previous podcasts. They have requested that banks are ready by March next year, but that doesn't mean that they're going to implement them. And uh, they've certainly not indicated that they're planning on implementing those debt-to-income ratios. Uh, On another note, I just would like to point out that the uh, house price index that's released by CoreLogic is based on settlement dates, whereas the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand house price index is based on sale and purchase dates, so the date that the contracts are entered into. There is the Real Estate Institute of New Zealand house price index showed that we are at the bottom of the market a couple of months ago. So, you know, not surprising because obviously there can quite often be a delay in the time that you sign the sale and purchase agreement and settlement, which is quite commonly three months later. Fourth topic for this week in review from One Roof on the 2nd of August, is a 30% price discount worth it? The risks of buying an unconsented home. Homeowners selling properties with unconsented works could be facing significant financial losses as potential buyers may be unable to obtain mortgages leading to reduced competition and potential discounts of up to 20 to 30% for savvy buyers. Bill Cartwright, a licensed building practitioner and consultant for Guardian Housing Services Limited, advises on unconsented properties and highlights four main options for homeowners, which is removing unconsented works, obtaining a safe and sanitary report for pre-1992 works, applying for a Certificate of Acceptance, COA, for post-1992 works, or rebuilding the offending works with building consent and a COA, a Certificate of Acceptance. 
Cartwright emphasizes the importance of correct information for buyers and sellers, as many are given incorrect advice by real estate agents, which results in misunderstanding about their options. Even if homeowners understand that they need a COA, there is no guarantee they'll get it, as it's not a formality. Banks are now paying more attention to unconsented works, which has led to increased scrutiny during the mortgage application process. The most common unconsented works include ensuite bathrooms, which are challenging to get a COA for, and decks built over overland flow paths or plumbed sinks used as kitchens. Buyers are advised to obtain copies of the council file and the land information memorandum or the LIM report for properties that they're interested in, but this process can be time-consuming and may not be available before auctions without ordering an urgent limb, for example, which costs more money. For sellers, failing to address unconsented works can lead to issues surfacing just before auctions, which ends up attracting only cashed-up buyers seeking discounts of 20 to 30%. Large councils receive hundreds of COA applications annually, with the majority being for changes or additional toilets, showers and sanitary fixtures. In some cases, homeowners will be working to rectify the unconsented works. The COA process is more expensive than obtaining the initial building consent, and applicants may need to pay additional building costs if non-compliant work is identified. First home buyers seeking mortgages higher than 80% are unlikely to get a loan on the home with unconsented works unless it's in a ready, saleable condition and has full insurance coverage without exclusions. Failure to obtain insurance cover may result in banks declining to lend on the property. So in all situations, it is important to remember that a pre-approval for lending does not mean that you can get lending for any property under that certain purchase price point. So you do need to confirm your lending for a specific property that you're interested in purchasing. Always involve your mortgage advisor early in the piece when you're doing due diligence on a property. Fifth topic for this week in review from One Roof on the 2nd of August, Tony Alexander, where buyers are in a panic about house prices. The latest survey of real estate agents across New Zealand indicates a significant increase in the fear of missing out or FOMO amongst buyers. Nationally, 34% of agents report buyers displaying FOMO compared to 7% three months ago. In Auckland, the FOMO is 44%, which is up from 8% three months ago. Wellington records the highest FOMO at 47%, which is likely influenced by a 40% drop in available properties for sale over the past 11 months. The increase in FOMO signals a higher motivation among buyers to make purchases, particularly first-home buyers, with 58% of agents nationwide and 53% in Auckland observing more young buyers entering the market since February. Conversely, a net 13% of agents nationwide still report seeing fewer investors, while in Auckland the figure is only 1%. On the other hand, the fear of overpaying or FOOP has significantly decreased. Three months ago, 68% of agents nationwide and 68% in Auckland reported buyers displaying food, but currently the nationwide reading is 29%, and Auckland sits at only 20%. The FOMO less FOOP gap, which indicates changes in buyer sentiment, 
shows a near one-to-one correlation with agent observation of rising prices. As a result, with FOMO now surpassing FOOP, the data suggests that a housing market turnaround with a net 9% of agents nationwide reporting rising prices compared to a net 58% reporting falling prices just three months ago. In Auckland, a net 17% of agents observed prices going up, while three months ago, a net 57% saw prices falling. Although the data indicates a turning housing market, predicting the speed and magnitude of future price rises remains uncertain. Potential buyers should carefully consider their options, keeping in mind banks stress test mortgage rates and their ability to meet maximum debt servicing to income ratios for mortgage qualification. Furthermore, finding suitable properties to buy may present a challenge as listings are on a downward trend, although fluctuations in the data can occur, making the market unpredictable. And as you've seen, you know, just in this week in review, we've had a a variety of different predictions as to what's going to happen with the property market. Some are predicting an increase, some are predicting a decrease in values as well as interest. So, you know, this is the stage of the market where we do start to see conflicting reports often in the same week. Often in the same day, you'll see one report from a media outlet saying house prices are increasing and another one will say things are decreasing. It's pretty difficult if you're new to the property market to navigate through these changes. Learning about property becomes even more crucial as that fear of missing out becomes more widespread in the market. For many people, strong emotions can easily take over the need to do due diligence, and that's a bad strategy. If you want to make good buying decisions and understand how you can make the most out of your financial position, sign up for our upcoming How to Succeed with Property Investing in 2023 events. As an experienced property investor and licensed financial advisor, I'll be sharing valuable insights and expert tips to help you on your journey. Even better, you should become a client of ours and then I'll do a full financial plan for you and we back that up with lifetime coaching support. We welcome anyone who's interested in property, whether you're a first-home buyer or a seasoned investor. The best part is our free events are literally absolutely free. Take advantage of this opportunity. Visit propertyapprentice.co.nz today to secure your spot and register for our events. Alternatively, book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband Paul Roberts through our website as well. That's propertyapprentice.co.nz. Thanks for listening.